Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 44 of Door Tunes. Um, I will hold my hand up and apologise um, for the lateness. We're a couple of weeks late. Um, reason being, there's been various things going on in life, um, which I can't quite go into just yet. But um, suffice to say, it's been keeping me a bit busy. So. Um, my apologies, uh, it is completely on my shoulders, so I will, you know, hold my hand up to that one. But we're back! Yay. We are back, um, and we have our next episode even recorded already, so it's in the bag, people. How have you been, Will? I've been good, keeping busy as well. I mean, I'm quite happy to take, uh, sorry, to let you take all the responsibility for the um, podcast not happening over the past couple of weeks, but I suppose I should yeah. take some as well. <laughs> I just, I haven't, I've just been busy, and yeah, but it's been good. I thought we'd do the show slightly differently this week, um, where the onus is going to be entirely on Will for the first part, and then the onus will be entirely on me for the second part. Obviously, we'll still be chatting in a normal way. <laughs> um, one thing I will say about this week's show is we have something really rather special. A previous guest of the show, um, David Houston, has gifted us uh, a couple of tracks from his new um, game that was just released merely a few weeks ago called Cube 2. Um, we've got a couple of exclusive tracks and while we are aware that it is available out there on SoundCloud and you know all the rest of the places that you can listen to music, um, David did allow us to play these exclusively on the show so this is the first time um, the music has ever been played on a podcast. Um, so thank you David for allowing us to do that. Um, also we've got Yet another exclusive. Whew. Three exclusive in one show. Imagine. Um, <laughs> the next one is from a dear friend of the show called Gavin, Gavin Harrison. Um, Gavin has uh, recently allowed us again to uh, play a th the main theme from his new uh, game that he's working on, um, working with the studio called Pathway, and that will be released at some point, I believe, I think, um, in 2018. There is no set date, so don't hold me to that at all, because I don't actually know. Um, but this is it, it's from Pathway anyway, and again, thank you to uh, Gavin for allowing us to do so. So, um, yeah, shall we just crack on? Yeah. Right, the first one um, that I picked was, I think it was a game that I actually talked about maybe on the last episode we did, uh, but when I talked about it, it wasn't out yet, and now it's come out, and it's awesome, and it's amazing, and it's Kingdom Come Deliverance, it's that medieval RPG that I mentioned last yes. time. Yes, everybody seems to be playing it. Yeah. It does look awesome. It's so good, mm. it's really... It's challenging. That's what I like about it. It's not just sort of a hack and slash. It's not kind of like The Witcher where there's magic and sort of you just mash the buttons quite a lot and you'll kill things. You have to think about every step you're taking and where's your sword position and are you going to use a shield? Are you going to use a helmet? If you do, then you can't see very well and it makes everything difficult. It's really cool. Mm. It seems to be getting a really good response from people. Yeah, it's got some... I think some people are sort of complaining a bit about the... Uh, the way it saves like you have to drink schnapps I think to save it but um, the good thing is the devs actually okay. listened and and they went oh okay if you don't like that oh we'll change it and I think they've done a whole <laughs> lot of updates and sorted loads of bugs mm. out and everything so it's really good they're still like actually supporting it as a quick sort of background awesome. of the game I suppose um, it, it's set in 1403 Bohemia and you're playing as mm -hmm. this guy called Henry um, and you live in like this mining town and it gets raided and there's this awesome scene at the beginning um i won't give it away but it gets raided and there's just sword fights and battles everywhere and it's it's very cool and the whole game is basically uh, about kind of finding yourself and about revenge about going to find uh find sigismund the hungarian king to go and mm -hmm. uh, just stab him to death yeah, in whatever way you want to <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I'm not, you know, indicating that killing somebody is a good thing, but I'm just saying it was sounds like an awesome game. Yeah, so it was 1403. <laughs> it was different times. I mean, their morals yeah. were different. It's fine, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the track I picked, uh, I wanted to go for something upbeat because last time I picked like sort of it's strings and it's epic and it's oh. Um, so this time I picked one. It's called Beer and Women. <laughs> ah. Yeah, a lovely combination. Two things I'm not bothered about. <laughs> <laughs> Two things I enjoy very much. 
Uh, yeah, I picked this one just because it's so it's so lively and like you can really imagine sort of drinking in a tavern while this kind of track is playing in the background. Um, a thing I found interesting, like they they made it so that they used more traditional music when you're in the town, so uh-huh. music of like of that era as much as you yes, can. Yeah, the kind of I know the kind of stuff that you mean. Yeah, like Maid Marian sort of thing. Yeah, and they tried to use traditional <laughs> instruments as much as they could, but the further out of town that you get. Um, the more like the more into the wild you get, the more neutral the music becomes. I thought yeah. that was a really interesting way of doing it because they yeah, the wild is like it's there is no time. It's just you're in the woods and you go hunting and you kill a boar. So they didn't want much mm. music for that and they didn't want it sort of tinted with an era, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, it's very. I'd definitely recommend playing it. It's an awesome game and I'm gonna gonna have to play it tonight. I think. Awesome. All right. So this is um, Beer and Women. Yep, by Jan Volta and Adam Sporker. one I picked uh, from the lovely Austin Wintry and we've played lots of tracks by him but this one I thought have you well have you heard about his about his Kickstarter yes I was actually going to mention that um, because it's amazing yeah I I backed it I thought it looked like such a cool thing so for anyone Mm. but for anyone doesn't know do you want to explain it yeah it's basically it's called light in the void um, there's six days left on kickstarter for it and um, they need to raise eighty thousand dollars and they're on about 75 i think right at the moment so it's really really close it's really quite exciting to watch um but basically it's about bringing music and science together um because austin loves all that kind of stuff and i think we all do in a way um and it just looks fen- phenomenal and the stuff that he's got planned I think is going to be amazing. Yeah, he's got. Um, I'm not quite sure what he's got planned. It seems to be like a combination of uh, like Cirque du Soleil and a TED talk, and yeah. just kind of mashing it all together <clears throat> with amazing music. Um, yeah, and like the the stuff that you get for backing it is like stuff like um, there's what is it voicemails I think or something from Tina Guo. And, oh, there's a whole load of and, things. Um, I can't remember. Troy Baker and there's loads of things. I think I backed it. I remember it was about one or two in the morning and I was just scrolling through Twitter. I was like, oh, I should go to bed. And then I saw this come up and I got all excited and then I backed it. And then I saw there was another tier underneath that and I backed that one instead because I was like, that's more exciting. And I think I get a, a signed CD by Austin um, mm-hmm. and some other, I can't remember what else it comes with, but yeah, it's very yeah. exciting. So, in light of that, I thought I'd choose a track, yeah, by Austin. Um, and but this is from Luna, and it's lovely. It is. So Luna is um, uh, the story sort of premise is a bird's like peaceful uh, slumber, and it's disturbed by I think the description is by the majestic call of a mysterious owl. 
<laughs> and <laughs> and is enticed to swallow the last piece of um, of the moon. And the bird is blown away far from the Golden Gate home. And you have to like unscramble a whole load of puzzles and miniature musical worlds and reawaken the forest. And it just it looks very pretty and lovely. And obviously the music is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so this is an owl. Track number three. Now, this one, I've gone completely the other way and gone away from all the orchestral stuff and gone old school and gone back to the SNES because I enjoy the SNES and that was like my first console that I grew up with and that kind of brings back all the nostalgia for me. I don't know, what what was your first one? Um, the first one that I owned was the SNES. Mm. Um, the first one that I played with kind of was uh, the NES. Both are awesome. Um, yeah, completely. <laughs> the, the SNES, they just had so many good games for it. They, yeah, I, I don't know how they did it, but one one of the no. good games um, was Castlevania. And I mean, the series is still sort of going on now, and there was like a Netflix. Mm -hmm. Did you see the Netflix cartoon? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Really, really good. I thought it was amazing. I, was, I wasn't expecting it at all. So yeah, I thought, I thought I'd pick a track from Castlevania, and I picked uh, a boss theme. And I think I think the track from what I could find is just called Boss One. <laughs> but original. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really like it. Um it it's not sort of full on and in your face. It actually it builds tension at the start and it leaves a lot of room in the mix. And it's just fast enough. I I tried to work out the BPM and it was about 130 BPM. Um so I think it's just fast enough to be a boss fight theme because sometimes you're playing sort of RPGs and stuff, and it's all really, really fast, like that kind of thing. And mm. I quite like the fact this was, yeah, 130 BPM, which is a bit slower than usual. Um, I thought it just gave it a bit more flavour. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, but it, it really it embodies the tone of the whole game. Basically, it's got like this organ yeah. sound, and it's got the big epic drums. Um, There's nothing, I think, more epic than the beginning of Super Castlevania 4 because of that sound yeah. it is synonymous with the game i think yeah it's it's Gosh, i really want to play it now <laughs> oh have you got yourself um, a, a retro pie yet no oh every, no, i'm sure i, I ask this every one. time i know i, I still it's on the list uh, i took mine around my yeah. friends the other day and it's just so handy it's credit card size put it in your pocket and yeah. if they've got an hdmi cable you just and some controllers you're fine and who doesn't exactly who doesn't have an hdmi cable? yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so so this is um, Boss One by Taro Kudo.
right, track number four. Okay, so Broforce, and it's a game that we've both played, and yep. it's a four-player. Broforce. Exactly. <laughs> this is America. And it's uh oh now my my Alexa's oh. going off now. I'll turn that off. There we go. <laughs> Did I tell you the story about my Alexa? Did it start cackling? Did it start laughing? No, oh, no, no. Because no, that was one going around. There was a weird, creepy no, laugh. No. What did yours do? This was worse. Um, now, readers, strap yourselves in for this one. Or listeners, <laughs> readers. It's been a long week. Anyway, um, not last weekend, but the weekend before. I w- it was Sunday morning, and we were in bed, and we were like, you know, what's... I could, we could hear a noise, and we were like, danced, and it was, the noise was coming from downstairs, and, and what's that noise? So I get out of the bed, I'm like... I think I know what it is, but... So I called the husband over and I said, What's that noise? And the two of us are listening. Basically, it was the noise of a lady having a lot of extracurricular fun. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I know. Um, she was being broadcast on Alexa. I have no idea how. Um, and I had to tell her three times to stop. That's an interesting thing know, to wake right? up to. Well, there's some, some people enjoying themselves downstairs. Anyway, so anyway, that was <laughs> a nice segue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back to Broforce. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can really do the soundtrack justice. So, I, what I've done is I've written out um, Dion's own description, and it will give you like a pretty good idea okay. of what to expect. Um, I won't do it in a in an American crazy accent. I'll just read it normally. Um, but imagine it's read in a Broforce accent. Uh, it says the Broforce soundtrack is a musical fist to the face that is your ears. Featuring the Broforce theme song by Strident, ultra patriotic tracks, the Ballad of Rambro, and the Star Spangled Banner. Um, wow, massive percussion ensemble level music, power metal strings, and epic hybrid scoring boss battles. This is the sound of a vinyl needle dragging over a disc made of pure testosterone. That is super apt. Yeah. Um, I thought it was best I just read his one out because it just describes it perfectly. Um, they used they used twelve different guitars on the soundtrack, and, oh, wow. and the reason they did that is because they could. That's that was their reasoning. Mm. They said because we can. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like um, when Billy Corgan recorded Siamese Dream. He did something like twenty. Whoa! And again, what yeah. just because? Well, I've got twenty guitars. Why good. Not? Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Um, all the guitars, they're just running through vintage Marshall amps, so they didn't want any like uh, amp modelling stuff on the PC. They just wanted to get the sound of the actual guitar, which I thought was mm. pretty cool. So it's definitely, he knows his stuff when it comes to guitar. So the track I picked was called Choose Your Destiny, and it's by <laughs> Dion Van Heerden.
track number five. Um, looking at the game Hue, and the track I picked is called Droplets. So Hue is a platformer puzzle game where you have to change the world around you by changing its background colour. And it's a quest about finding your missing mother. And as obstacles match the background, they, they like disappear and they create new and exciting puzzles that are full of peril. Um, yeah, so it, it, it looks really interesting to play. And the developer, so going like looking for the music, they said that when they first started the game, they had a very simple demo, like up and running. Um, it, it took them a couple of weeks and they sort of, they scoured the internet. They tried to find some compositions which they felt really like captured the emotive, reflective tone of the game. And they found this one mm -hmm. track and they, they said, like they described it as achingly perfect and it was almost too perfect. And so what they did is they licensed the track and they used it in their demos, but they didn't really like give much thought to the original composer. And then as the game progressed and the development progressed, they got local musicians and they tried to like recapture the track and sort of get the essence of that track. And long story short, eventually they were just like, well, why don't we just talk to the original composer who is Alkis Lev... How am I going to say this? Alkis Livathinos, <laughs> I think. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad it was you that said yes. it. Yes. Um, it was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> it's one of those names, so memorable. Um, but yeah, they got they got in touch with them and were just like, oh, well, we already licensed it and the music was perfect, so could you please do the music? And they did, and it's lovely. So for anyone interested in like how long it might take to write music for a game, um, they said it took over... Well, the description is they took over a year of many sleepless nights to end up with 30 unique compositions and over an hour of music. So just for that, like, an hour of music, 30 tracks, that was a year of hard work, like solid, just composing and not going to sleep and just spending all your time on that, which is crazy to think about. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, when I think about the amount of work that went into other games, like Rhyme, for example, like, yeah. um, it, it just boggles my mind how much work must have gone into that because there is so much, there's well over, um, there's, I'd say there's well over 90 minutes of music. Yeah. And you, it's just It's crazy insane. how fast, like, yeah, okay, it takes an hour, hour and a half to consume that music, but just how much work actually has to go into it to, to make that. Um, but yeah, you can definitely tell, like, just a lot of love went into this. So this is Droplets by Alkis Livathinos.
Um, okay, now it's matter. Yay. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> As I said, we do have uh, three exclusives tonight, and the f this is one of the first ones. Um, this is called Millie's Theme from Cube 2 by the lovely David Houston, and this is, I have to admit, beautiful. I don't know why, it just there's a couple of pieces lately. Um, one I shall play soon in an upcoming episode, but the, this one particularly is called Millie's Theme, um, and it's just gorgeous. Uh, I really do need to get Cube 2, but as we were discussing earlier, <laughs> I have a three-out, one-in system now, um, says the man who just got Resident Evil 7 tonight. Yeah. <sighs> but that was before I made the decision, so this is like, doesn't you know, count. starting doesn't from count. today. No, it doesn't count. So, anyway... Um, you all know Cube, it was um, uh, very popular when it was released a few years ago. This is the follow-up and it looks stunning and the soundtrack is beautiful. So David has done it again and I can see hopefully some awards in the future again for him for this. Fingers crossed. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm not going to talk about it and we're just going to play it. So here is Millie's theme. Um, so the next one I've got is from a game that was released last year. We've had the composer as a guest on the show previously, and it is possibly one of my favourite games of the last few years. Beautiful, beautiful soundtrack, um, wonderfully done by Jeff Russo. I think you can already guess. This is from uh, the Whatever Happened to Edith Finch. Um, it was recently on sale on the PSN, I'm not sure if it still is or not. Uh, it was really cheap, I think it was something like three pounds. So it is absolutely hugely worth playing, even at full price. This, the track I've chosen, is one that I keep going back to recently. I don't really know why. Um, it just seems to have struck a chord with me. And it is Edith's theme. So the person from the title. Um, <clears throat> have you managed to play this game? Nope, I think it's again one of those ones as I've said. Is it specifically PS4 or is it on PC? Um, I'm not sure. I think I think it's on Steam. Uh, yes, it is. Fabulous. So I have no excuse yeah. for not playing it. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So that's your homework for this week. Okay. <laughs> it's quite. It, <clears throat> it's actually quite a short game, but it's 
well worth a replay because there are particular parts that will pull at your heartstrings um, and certainly made me cry. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, but I'll cry at anything. I cry <laughs> at Neighbours if you give me a chance. Um, not that I watch Neighbours, by the way, or any of those soaps or anything like that. So anyway, this is Edith's theme from Edith Finch by the lovely Jeff Russo. Um, the next one I have is our next exclusive. Oh, exciting. Um, this is by the lovely Gavin Harrison, and it's from a game that's not even released yet called Pathway. And this is the main theme. Um, I would advise just to have a quick YouTube of Pathway, the game. Um, it looks fabulous. So I can't wait to get my mitts on this. And it's definitely going to, well, I would assume it's going to be on steam actually i really don't know i really should ask um it <laughs> been looks chatting like it, with Gavin it recently. should be yeah so anyway if it's not it's going to be on something that you can play so there you go um this is called well this is just the main theme from pathway
final exclusive for the evening, God, that's a nice thing to be able to say, isn't it? Um, is again from David, David Houston, and this is again from Cube 2. Uh, this one is called Oasis. Um, the soundtrack is available to buy, which I would absolutely recommend from David's website. Um, and it's also available to listen uh, and sample to on uh, the usual ones like Spotify and iTunes and all the others, Deezer and, well, I don't actually use Deezer, I never have, so I don't imagine so, but it's definitely on Spotify, so fill your boots, peeps. Um, but I would definitely say go out and buy it, because it's only a few quid, uh, and it's wonderful. So this is Oasis from Cube 2. So, we've come to that part of the show, folks. It's the last track. Um, I thought I'd save this one because I've not actually played this one before. I know I have played some from the, the, this game, but not this particular track, amazingly. Um, I picked this because I'm playing it at the moment, and it's, it's from Shadow of the Colossus. Um, obviously, the remake was released a couple of months ago, and it's nothing short of astounding what that comp what that studio has done with this game from playing it on the PS2 excuse me which was quite blurry muddy um, it's still a brilliant game uh, but definitely probably a bit far too advanced for the gra for the you know the machines at the time yeah for what it was trying think, to achieve I think yeah and what they've done now is they've brought it up to date and it is breathtaking, you know. Um, That's what the PS2 I mean, one wasn't like. It you wouldn't call it breathtaking yeah. on the PS2 one. It was, <clears throat> it was a lot more silent in like I'm trying to think of the right word, but just empty. I think probably because of limitations yeah. of technology, but it's just the world was empty, and it's just like you and a horse riding round and yeah. really, really nice. <laughs> Um, and I can't recommend it enough, so if you've never played it, honestly, it's like sub 20 quid now, I think, and it is so worth it, because it's one game that you will replay over and over and over again. I think I played the PS2 version um, a couple of times, the PS3 version a couple of times, three or maybe three times, so, and there are secrets to get, and, you know, it's completely worth it. So, um, yeah, anyway, I'll stop gushing <laughs> now. <laughs> and this is the epilogue. This is epilogue, and the composer is Kao Otani, um, and it's obviously from Shadow of the Colossus. Enjoy.
Um, so that was the last track, and we will be back in a couple of weeks. We've got the next episode recorded and everything, so we're like ahead of ourselves and stuff. And who is our guest? Can you remember? I can remember. Mm, I edited it and I listened to the whole thing. Um, but as far <laughs> as memory goes, I have no idea. It is Joel Beale, ah. who is the composer for Faye, the new release on Xbox Live. And yeah, Xbox Live recently. There you go. But anyway, um, if you'd like to send in a request or anything like that, you just want to say hello or, you know, you're rubbish or you're brilliant, <laughs> whatever, and um, hopefully that will be nice and we're good. Um, please do at me at Evil Noob on the Twitters. Um, or you can at Dork Tunes, as always. So we will see you in a couple of weeks. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. See ya.